Good afternoon, everybody. You still dancing? I am. <laughs> <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. I am your co-host, Sir Zoe, as you can see over there, the beautiful Pootie. What's up? What up, what up, what up? It's a gloomy day, but it's all right. It day. is. Listen, <laughs> I had my robe on so like three minutes before this, so <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I'm this ready to get back. <laughs> this is sleep weather. And look, this is, um, dang, you can't see it. My stuff is messing up, but I got some eggnog with some little whiskey. No, oh, no whiskey. Rum. Spice wow. rum. Okay, okay. I'm going to be sleeping about an hour. <laughs> okay. <Good> sleep. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, as usual, everyone, please check us out. You got our website. This is episode... Still on 24 of our 24. second season. Yeah, moving along, moving along. So um, please check out our website. You see going across the bottom of the screen there. Um, of course, you still have Spotify and Anchor, um, Anchor Podcast. So please be, be sure to check us out. All right. Please and thank you. So, so, so we got today. Topic. What we got today? Today's topic. It's, this is a this is more of a teachable moment, okay? Kind of uh, podcast for today. Um, we're going to talk about race, race mm. relations, um, mm. those type of things, uh, and kind of see. We'll see where we're going to go. We're going to take it a couple of different places. Okay. We're going to take a couple of places. So, but the first thing I want to talk about is um, we're going to talk about our governor, Glenn Youngkin. Oh. So here, this is the latest one. And everything we're going to talk about is, um, well, I said 90% of what we're going to talk about is something that has happened, you know, within the last two to three weeks. Yeah. So this is all fresh. And it's a lot, like, for us, all of this, um, (laughs) in two weeks, I mean, it's it's extreme. It's extreme. Yeah. So, uh, old Yunkin boy. Mm-hmm. So he drafted this new proposal to change the laws in Virginia for K through 12. And basically, he wanted to revise the policies on in the curriculum. Um, so one of one of the things he wanted to do was remove Juneteenth from the books, just completely take it out. Um, and for anybody that, that may not be aware of what Juneteenth is, basically it's the, the date, the month and the day of when slavery was supposedly, mm-hmm. you know, abolished at that time frame. Yeah. Um, this was supposed to be back in 1865. Now, what's weird about that is it was actually signed in 1862. But they never told the slaves. Right. They just happened to they find out mm-hmm. three years later. Mm-hmm. Um, so that already tells you right there it was going bad anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Sad. You know, oh my gosh, this is. <laughs> I be in my feelings every time because. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he wants to remove that from our books, and he also wants to remove. And it mentioned uh, Martin Luther King and his speeches. Why would anybody want to do that? 
I don't know. Right. Regardless, I, I can't see why you would want to do that. So did he give any background as to why and why these two particular things that he wanted to remove? Yes. One of the things he said, and well, let me give you one more point, and then we're going to okay. came to this um, conclusion. Um, he wanted to remove any mention of MLK because right now, currently, he's the first time that he gets mentioned in any school curriculum starts at the fifth grade. Yep. Uh, so that's typically when it starts uh, as the same as slavery. So he wants to remove that as well. He wants to remove Christopher Columbus from the curriculum up until you're in the 11th grade. So you won't know who he is, what he has done um, until you get to 11th grade. And he also wants to erase Benjamin Franklin from the history books. So what's his reason for this? <laughs> So, okay, I'm listening. So his reasoning for this, this is this is his words. This is the words he said. I don't think that a white kid should be taught that they should be made to be feel to feel guilty. I don't know what the hell that means. But it has nothing to do with that particular white kid, just like it has nothing to do with this particular black boy. This is history that needs to be told so that they are aware, so that they can teach their kids and that so they can act accordingly. It's really all about educating kids because yeah. once they're educated, then they'll be able to make that decision instead of being brainwashed by, you know, that parent that right. does not you know it's racist exactly i just don't understand exactly no one feels guilty if anything we should want it removed because of the embarrassment and that we had to suffer and we don't want you know what i'm saying like it's it's really us as black people that suffered right so That's it has true. nothing to do with them it has everything to do with us in our history and our yeah. you know what that's why i ain't both his ass anyway exactly he 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 i didn't like him initially but i really didn't like him when he stopped the mass mandate for kids so oh, pretty, that, pretty that me off. That yeah off. he had got actually gotten in a lot of trouble after that because it was so many parents that had wrote in letters to the point that the parents I guess the school where the parents showed the majority concern, um, he did something different. I think that they were allowed to wear um, their mask. I think that was mask mandated for a little bit. And then, of course, he lifted it again because now, you know, the kids really don't wear masks in school. Right. right. Mm. So um, another thing that he wanted to do, or he wants to do, rather, he wants to... In our history books, he wants to take away calling Indians indigenous people. He wants to call them immigrants. Wow. But he, they were here first. They were here first. Yeah. So anybody's so, an immigrant. It's, uh, it's his. Yeah, his, his people. They're immigrants. Why don't people understand that? And this is this is exactly why we need this type of education in our schools. Yes. Because if they if the kids would know what we now know years later, they'd be like, this shit don't make no type of sense. Exactly. And then no they'll live their lives accordingly. Exactly. 
Exactly. This is crazy. But this is the people that we put in office, though. Yeah. This is the people that we vote for. Yeah. And there's there, and it's sadly that there's enough people that voted to put him in the office. Yeah. That's what's even more sad. Yeah. So I wanted to, before we go into any, any other topic, just kind of stay on this phone. I want to ask, ask this question. Has race relations gotten any better over the last 20 years? What's your opinion on that? Um, I think it has. And okay. the only reason why I think it has is because, first of all, it's more open. It's broadcasted. Second of all, um, minorities are not taking what they used to take. They're standing up for themselves. They know their rights to, you know, they have the same opportunities as, as anyone. And I think with that freedom of opportunity, and now, you know, it's kind of like, it's the it would never be even amongst right. us. Right. Um, but I think that we have enough, we've shown enough people of our tenacity and us being able to get into, you know, uh, being a government official, getting into these high places to make a change. So, you know, we did, of course, have Obama, which is our, our Black president. That was so unheard of. So right. I do think that it has gotten better. Um, I do think that we're doing a 180, though. Um, as of late, I think the 180 changed when Trump was elected. Um, so I think we're taking a few steps back, which means that the majority minorities have to take 11 steps forward. Yeah. So in order to turn it back around, again. in order to turn it back around. Yeah. And I think that minorities, we just are so tired that. And I think that's where the voting comes from. They just so tired because they're always going to say they're going to put in, in office who they want to be in office. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I get it, but I make sure I vote. All the time, because it's just something that, you know, within me, if I can make a difference and I try to, but yeah. And I think, I'm, think? I'm, I'm probably about 99.9% on what you said. And what's funny is when, if you ask a white person the same question, mm -hmm. a lot of them will resort to saying, but well, didn't you get Obama? Right. You know, as if getting obama in office was the end all be all right you know yeah it didn't all racism did not go away because he went into office you know it's still here it's mm -hmm. still here. as long mm -hmm. as they're black and white it's, it's going to always be around right you know so um i think they want to believe that it's more so going away because he was in the office versus we're still learning mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and it's, um, it's far from over that was, by all means, yes, it is. When you mentioned Trump, we, that kind of takes us into our next topic. So, you know, he had his little drink. Ass. <laughs> get your drink together, get your drink together. Mm. So, you know, he had this meeting of the minds with Mr. Kanye West yes. and this guy called Nick Fuentes. Nick Fuentes, I've never actually heard of him. I have never heard of him either until this came about. Mm. And when I did, you know, I did some research on him, which I figured out who he is, and he is a known white supremacist. Mm. He do not call himself that now. But who, how many people are going to call themselves that anyway? 
So let's go back to the last name, right? Because when I when I think of that, I think of uh, um, Spanish Mexican descent. Is he of that descent? So or is he yeah. white? Wow. He is Irish, Italian, and Mexican mixed. Okay. But he claimed the Caucasian Irish side of more than anything, of course. But he is Irish, Italian, and Mexican. Hence the last name for one I'm just so bothered, but okay. <laughs> so bothered. You're ticked off, huh? <laughs> so, you know, I don't know if you've seen the story where Trump was saying that he didn't know who Nick Fuentes was mm-hmm. before he met with him and had a okay. um, And first of all, I don't believe that by all means. Mm-hmm. If you're a former president or president, before someone comes into your home, you gonna do a background check though. Of course. Just plain and simple. You of course. You plan on going to run for office. You want to be, yeah. you know, safe around anybody. You don't know who's gonna put your name in the news and the negative yeah. light. So he should have people to check the background of these individuals before you walk in the house. Now, regardless of whether he knew about Nick Fuentes and his background, he did know about Kanye. Of course. You know, because Kanye just made those comments on Drink Champs maybe about two weeks before that. So he knew how Kanye thought. Yeah, he's a, I mean, Kanye is an advocate of his. I mean, he wears the t-shirts, he wears the hats. So, I mean, that's not anything new. So he definitely is aware of Kanye and his views. Now, did you see when Kanye said he asked Trump to be his running mate? Yes, idiot. (laughs) Idiot. That guy's an idiot. He's a stone cold. Yeah, I just think that, um, I don't know. Like it's almost like he picks and chooses what's hot. Yeah. And then amplifies it times 10. Yeah. Um yeah. I think he's he's a attention seeker. Oh, definitely. Like he has to be and then he keeps saying God bless and I am God's child and all this other stuff, but furthest thing from it. Yeah, he's just he's just so confused, I think, and just I think he just like sits down and just reads these things and then interprets it how he wants to interpret it and just go from there. I don't I don't understand. I I don't get how he came from um the man that was thinking about being a gold digger to someone, you know, yeah. as an anti-Semitic. Like that's two different right. spectrums. Right. Definitely, definitely. <sighs> he just exhausts me. <laughs> so here's a couple of things that this guy, Nick, has, has said in the past. Okay. He said, the reason why black people have a problem with the police, with police officers, is because black people commit the majority of the violent crimes. That's the real problem. If black people had crime rates more similar to white people, mm. then there would be a less, there would be a lot less incidents between black people and the cops. Okay. Okay, Fuentes. I said, well, okay. He also stated that if a white woman was having sex with a black man, it's like being with a de- degenerate or having sex with a dog mm. on the same level. Mm. This guy, mm. he irks my nerve to get under my skin so bad. The, the thing that bothers me the most is that he has so many 
so much running through his bloodline, right? Yeah. It's so much. And I, I just don't understand how where it came from. So that means he just he's just not happy with himself. He's not happy with his family because his family makes up him. So I just he's not even pure. He's not even no white person is pure. I hope they really understand as of 2022, it's very, very rare for you to be 1% pure white. Right. First of all, with all of the incest that was going on and all of this, <laughs> the raping that was going on, there's right. no way you, if, even if you have like a 0.5, you got something else in you. No one, and I don't understand why they think that, right. that they're just this pure breed. Why? Because it's white. Mm. That's because we're black, don't mean we're African, don't mean we're Jamaican, don't mean we're Dominican. Right. It's, it, it's the skin color doesn't make you white or black, so to speak. You know? And I just wonder if they really lie because I find like a lot of these people that are racist, they are heavily in the Bible, right? They're heavily religious. Yeah. Even though that they don't, they take it and they just run with it and they twist it. But even in the Bible, when they describe Jesus, he's described as a black man. You can't get around that. Coarse hair. Coarse hair, fire in his eyes, his skin. Yeah. Like it's something different. They're not just saying, they're not just saying that he, because he was saying he was the son of God, that he was, you know, like so everybody was just didn't like him because he was saying this. Somebody else could have said it. He could have been a white man, but I believe, now this is just my belief, because he was a dark-skinned man, it was like malarkey. You can't possibly be this man because the son of God because you look so much different than us. There's no way that you could be that because you're trash or you're mud or however, whatever they were saying about Africans right. you know, back then. That's how they, there's no way that you can be the son of God looking like the way that you are. Right. That's why I think that hate and stuff is coming from. So, I mean, that's just my two cents. Hey, I, I guess we would never know. Maybe we will know, but I don't know. <laughs> but that's just me. Like, I feel like it's just something different. Like, for Black people to have this burden on them for hundreds and hundreds of years and us having to fight and fight and fight. Well, why us? Why Black? Why couldn't it be us being the majority and then the white people being the ones that were oppressed? Right, exactly, exactly. I don't so, know. This is where we are. I can go on and on, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so let me show you this uh this little clip, and this clip is a montage of some some of the things that he has said, Nick okay. and it's kind of intertwined with Fox News and show Fox how they kind of too. Fox <laughs> News is a bunch of bigots, and I know. All right. I know. Let me see. Say about America, they say diversity is our strength. How precisely is diversity our strength? You got to recognize the fact that this is a godless country. I hate it. You're right. They're godless. That is exactly right. I never talk like that, but it's true. Black people are violent. You know, they have chaos and violence in their in their uh, communities. Send the military into these black neighborhoods. Make the streets safe. They'll complain about it. It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. We should send in the troops if necessary to restore order. Enough with the Jim Crow stuff. Who cares? Oh, and to drink out of a different water fountain. Big fucking. Wow. Big deal. So you had to drink out of a different fountain. 
somewhat. Mm. If that don't make your skin crawl, mm. oh my gosh. And I don't understand. And my thing is they actually give this man a platform though. Yeah. If you ignore all the BS and not be so shocked about what he says and not react to what he says, he'll stop. And that goes for everybody. If yep. you don't entertain, they they will stop. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So Definitely. it's Definitely. just us giving them the mic. So here's my next question. Okay. Can a racist be... Hell no. <laughs> Hell to the gnaw. Hell to the gnaw. That's just what I feel. I think that at some point they can be remorseful mm -hmm. about their actions, but I do not think that they can be reformed. Yeah, I'd look at that like like an alcoholic. Right. You know, they're recovering, but you're always an alcoholic. You always an alcoholic. You always gonna be fighting that urge for that drink, just like you always gonna be fighting that urge. To hurt a black person or to call somebody a nigga. Mm -hmm. well, that's the same urge. It's yeah. just a little bit deeper down than it was. Not on the surface as much, but right. you still see us the same. So tell you this, this quick story. Last, well, not last, but couple companies beforehand. Okay. I was working for this company and we were on this, I was on this team. It was called Leveraging Differences. Mm -hmm. Basically, the, the team was put together to try to figure out, okay, how can we bring people from different backgrounds together and use their differences to, you know, push the company forward. Okay. Um, whether it's in the sales division, whether it is in the production side, or whether it is just being all-inclusive and attracting more people from a diverse background. Mm -hmm. So... On this panel, um, it was probably about uh, 10, 11 of us or what have you. And I don't know if you've ever seen this this uh, clip. It's been on YouTube for a long time, but where they take a white doll and a black doll and they show them to young kids and the kids, they yeah. ask the kid which one is beautiful and which one is mm -hmm. nice. Before. I've seen that. It's, it's been out for a long time. I haven't seen it in yeah. a while, but I do remember you, what you yeah. did. So we watched, everybody watched that and, you know, we gave our two cents on that or whatever. And <clears throat> I was actually one of the people who kind of designed this program. Mm -hmm. um, and I presented it to the company and got an award for the whole nine yards. But having said that, one guy that was on my team, when we broke down into smaller teams, mm -hmm. this one guy was on my team, was a team of three of us. And he said, I got to tell you guys, it was me, him, he was a white guy. Mm -hmm. And his other girl, she was, um, she was, uh, I think she was Italian, I believe. He's like, I tell you guys, my grandfather was the most racist person I've ever seen in my life. And he raised us up, meaning the grandkids. Mm -hmm. He raised us up to be racist as well. He said, where I grew up, I've never seen a black person before until I wow. moved to this area. And at this point, he's probably early 30s maybe wow of course you've seen him on tv about all this right stuff. of course never physically been in the presence of someone that was of a different race other than white mm. but he was always taught to not like black people to not like hispanics and asians the whole nine yards and he said when i came here and moved to this area you know i was like my grandfather was wrong 
because now some of my best friends are people from a different background or a different mm-hmm. place. He says so, and then he started crying on the counter. Kind of, he said it just tears me tears me up because I never figured out. It took me this long to figure out that I was the wrong the whole time. Mm-hmm. I never stood up to my grandfather and said, "Hey, you're wrong. Black people are not this. You know, Asians are not that. Latinos are not this way." Mm-hmm. I feel so bad now, being at the age I am, and I could never stand up to my grandfather. He actually raised me to be this way. So I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, you know, should I take this as genuine, mm-hmm. or should I take this at a moment of growth? I don't know how to take it at this point. Yeah, you know, I just told him, well, as I say, I, I wish you well on your journey as you continue to learn more about the about other backgrounds, uh, and I hope when it's all said that you have learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never told him that, you know. Okay, I believe that you're no longer racist. So right. I, I crown you no right. longer racist. You know. <laughs> right. But having said that. I still believe, kind of like you said, I still believe that there's always those tendencies there. Mm-hmm. Once it's embedded in you, mm-hmm. it's hard to get out of you. And, and with him, I think that because he wasn't, now I don't know if he was like doing the um, the fighting or the spitting or, you know, I'm not quite sure because he said he's never seen a black person. So I don't think the violent part was with him. And I think maybe that could have saved him Um, because once you see it and you're taught to hate, um, that hate becomes physical, most likely. But because it wasn't, he didn't have the opportunity for it to become physical, maybe I would take it as more of a growth thing. Yeah. Um, The remorseful part, I I would think that he was probably remorseful about it. Mm -hmm. Because he probably, and I don't even think he was remorseful about not sticking up for his grandfather. I think it was more of you guys and your platform that you were on speaking of this and he's yeah. learning. So I think it was just more of him learning. And that's all it's about is just learning, you know, different things, different cultures, because different cultures is a beautiful thing. Yes. Like, yes. and not saying that the white culture, if there even is a white culture, I'm not quite sure if there is a white, if they, you know, say a white culture, but. Um, you know, when I think of white culture, I think of apple pie mm-hmm. or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's nothing really like sassy and sexy about it. You know what I'm saying? It's right. it's not. It doesn't it's, it doesn't give me any juju. No right. nothing. So the fact that we're you know black, Asian, um, Native American, um, Mexican, these are all cultures that are beautiful. You never know the different. You know herbs that they used it, the way they cook, the way they speak, like everything. I, I can't understand why white people would not want to experience that. I know, I know. When you think they of are us, missing out. You think of us, you know, if you just look at black culture, you think of hip hop and R&B. Yeah. You think of macaroni and cheese. You macaroni know. and cheese. You think of even the dancing. You think of, you know, like Gumbo. anything. Yeah, anything that you actually had to like entertainment. And I was watching this movie, it's on Netflix, and I forgot what it was. I stumbled across it. And it was a Tyler Perry movie, but it was it wasn't like it was advertised as a Tyler Perry movie. It was almost like he wrote it and then 
like i don't know if he produced it but it's like he wrote it and then they just decided to make it into a movie it was the weirdest thing it wasn't like a tyler perry production but um i mean it was about race and it was back in like um probably like the 19 i don't know 20s or so and um they it was a house and it was like this girl that everybody like she was a fair skin and um, the boy ended up falling in love with her. Um, she ends up like moving away with her sister. She was so fair skinned that she was able to pass as white. Mm. So as they got older, the guy ends up running into her because she ends up coming back and she's married to this very prejudiced white man. He's running for mayor. She, they end up rekindling some things and then he leaves because the mom of the lady the mom of the young girl that passes is white she's also passing as white she does not want her daughter to um, mess with the the black guy so she basically tells the police that he whistled at her so of course they get the boys out they try and find him by this time um, their maid ends up running to the mom's house and was like, no, you have to go there after you. So he ends up having to, um, go to, I think it was like Boston. His brother was going to be going to Boston to, um, audition for some show. It's like a musical show. So he ended up having to go there with them. He ends up being the star while he's doing these shows, the whole cast, the dancers, the musicians, him singing all black, the audience, all white. No black people besides the ones that perform are able to be in that place. Wow. The craziest thing. So you mean you would spend wow. $50 to see me dance, sing, you entertain. I mean, sending ovations, smiles, everything. But I can't drink from your same fountain. Wow. That is that was the crazy. That was like an epiphany to me. And I was like, I can't believe they're entertaining. I mean, entertaining. They would have they would have no show if it wasn't for these people. I mean, people was coming off all over the world just to see them dance and sing. Everybody was black. Wow. Except for the audience. But you to I to, um, yeah, I have to look at that. I have to see what the 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 name of that movie is. It was great though. I, I enjoyed it. So so <sighs> Let's 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 move on to uh, the young lady who gave the eulogy at her uh, father. Yeah, listen. To, yeah, yeah. Please play that. So, <laughs> quick background for anybody who may have not seen it because it is still fresh. Fresh. Um, this young lady, I don't know how old she is. I don't remember how old she is, but uh, she gave a eulogy. I don't know if it was a eulogy or she just gave a comment. You know. Oh no! At her I think she just got funeral. up and she was just like, you know what? I'm right. Let it all go. <laughs> she, she, she and she went in. Of course, she is mixed race, so her dad was white, um, and he is the one that passed away. And she's giving some remarks at his funeral. So let's see if we can pick out what she's saying here. Okay. Dad, please know that while I'm grateful and highly aware of all that you've given this family, I still don't miss you. When you died, I felt like there was a hole. I missed something, but it wasn't you. It was the idea of what you could become. I missed being able to hope and wish that one day you turn a corner and see the world from my perspective. I missed the idea that one day you might help me fight for the things that matter. I missed my fantasy of you. Because when you died, it solidified the fact that you'll never be what you could have been, 
but only what you are. And what you are is a racist, misogynistic, xenophobic, Trump-loving, cis-straight white man. That is all you will ever be to me. And Dad, before you tell me to respect the dead, please remember that you disrespected and disregarded the lives and deaths of entire communities of people with your ideology. You told me to never back down, so I won't. You know for a fact that even against you, I'm not afraid to share my peace. You are everything I aspire not to be, and I refuse to stand up here and sing the praises of a man who is the paradigm of white supremacy. But that... Listen, when I say my sister went <laughs> off and so eloquently, she went so in. graceful. She now that's how you shut it down without, and nobody has anything to say. Nobody should have had anything to say after that. Right. Now I was watching these other clips. I think it was a news broadcast. I think it's. I want to say it was in, in the UK, and it was talking about how dare she say things like that about her father when she was afforded the opportunity to live in a seven point five million dollar house. And he was because her dad owned a bunch of companies, whatever. He was so-called rich, and she should have no words for him but thanks, mm -mm. you know, based on you know her lifestyle. So how dare she say anything? She was afforded all these opportunities and all this money, and she lived that yeah. lavish lifestyle. Damn, That's man. crazy because parents can be wrong. Parents are not like these people that can do no wrong, you know, like they're not like god right, right so she has every right to disagree with her father every right. right what i don't understand is how she is of mixed race and he hates he like black people enough to have a baby look let me tell you i know some <laughs> i know some people that Do are you? married mm -hmm. white and black Mm -hmm. And the white partner does not like black people. Wow. So it can happen. It's the weirdest thing, but it can happen. Because I believe that antics when people say you can't help who you fall in love with. Mm -hmm. I really believe that. You know, you mm -hmm. fall in love with someone, and regardless of who they are, what their race is, if you fall in love with somebody, that's just it. You can't stop your heart. Your heart mm -hmm. is going to love who it wants to love. However, outside of that, you can be just as nasty and mean to anybody who looks like that person. You know, it's it's the weirdest thing. But it yeah, happens. I think that's like a, um, I think that's a condition. I don't <laughs> know what condition it is. I think that there's like a chemical imbalance that they have. I because I don't understand it. Because if you don't like what I look like or the people that look like me, how can you be attracted to me? Right. Right. So I, I just, I don't know. I just don't understand. I think that maybe they they date people of other races, maybe so they can have even more control. Yeah, I got this, this black bitch in my house and she does everything I want. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's more of that than anything. But oh my gosh. Yeah. My sister girl, I, I praise her. She did very good. Yeah, she did. So brings on a question. Okay. Could you forgive a racist? after they apologize to you of course i i can i can forgive for me because i know how i am and it's going to eat me up and i'm going to think about it think about it think about it um so if they apologize it's more of me saying okay maybe they see the error their ways just a little bit so i can be cool with it instead of me 
hating their being because they don't see the error of their ways because they didn't offer an apology. Will I like them? No. <laughs> Would I say thank you? Probably not. But it's just that, yes, I accept your apology. And now you go your way and I shall go mine. I think that's what I said. I would say I accept your apology. You know, I won't say I understand or blah, blah, right. blah. I'm not going that far. You know, I'll say I accept your apology and I'll just stay my distance. Exactly. You know, really Have just, you ever been in like a race situation? Like, has anybody called you like the N-word or? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, I yeah. haven't. And I'm not quite sure how I would respond if I if I if I would. I can tell you something funny. So and this, I don't know if I told you this story or not, but this happened about hmm, about a year ago. Um, my neighborhood is new, mm-hmm. so it's like a cluster of two neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Both of our neighborhoods are are new. Um, but there's a third neighborhood that is a little older, and maybe about 10 years older. So there's two brand new neighborhoods, and then there's an older neighborhood. So my neighborhood sits in the back mm-hmm. of the two neighborhoods, the one old, the one new. So to get into my neighborhood, I had to go through one of those two neighborhoods. Okay. Okay. So my neighborhood finished building all their houses first. The new neighborhood was still in construction. So as we're coming into the neighborhood, cut through there to get to my neighborhood, there's a lot of construction workers and people out there working and carrying wood and all this kind of mess. So one day my wife would come home and this guy is out there in the street. He's on the street sweeper, you know, the little street sweepers that came up around the curb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's in the middle of the street. He's not like on the side of the curb, it's like he's dead in the middle of the road. And She's coming by. She's trying to, she's kind of moving real slow behind him because he's moving slow. He can't see her, and obviously he can't hear her because the yeah. machine makes a lot of noise. So he don't even know about anybody behind him. So she's trying to wait a reasonable amount of time to see if he's going to notice her, and he doesn't. He just keeps on moseying mm-hmm. down down the street. He's not even cleaning. He just because the brushes are up off of the off of the street. So wow. it's not like they're down on the ground and they're mm-hmm. sleeping stuff. He's just moseying along. So she blows the horn. And then he moves out of the street. He moves mm-hmm. inside. She's driving by. And he, as she's moving past him, he screams out, nigga, bitch. Mm. Loud as day. Another neighbor heard it. One of the, cause, mm. cause one of the houses that was, that was finished, they heard him. Of course, she didn't stop or say anything, which is, which is good. Yeah. You know what he's capable of, he's right enough to say that out loud. You don't know what he's gonna do. So she came home, you know, and she she when I got home that evening, she told me about it. So of course I called the the company, the builder, mm-hmm. told him which guy it was, and so speak, and they told me they're gonna talk to him about I know this is gibberish. Right. You're gonna tell me they're gonna talk to him and all this kind of mess. I said, okay, whatever. So they called us back about about a week later and tell him well, we talked to him he said he didn't say it blah, blah, blah. Said, of course no, of course so, of course i said first of all i have nothing to gain neither me or my wife anything to gain by mm-hmm. telling you what happened okay i'm not trying to get into body fire but i want you to know what kind of person you have working for you right that's that's my goal in this i'm sure he didn't say anything and uh 
I'll go back and I'll talk to him again. And I said, okay. So this is what I'm going to do. So I get on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I blast the company. Yeah. And probably about a couple hundred people started hit, hitting me up and saying, why did that happen? Yeah. yeah. I know that company and blah, 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 this and that. And then they started flooding this company with phone mm-hmm. calls and messages on their website, you know, basically telling them how awful the company they are, all this kind right. of stuff. So they want to call me now and kind of apologize mm-hmm. for them to get this mm-hmm. flood of all my friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, hitting mm-hmm. them up and stuff. And I'm like, look, you had a chance from the beginning. I told you what your man did. Right. So what they ended up doing was they moved him to a different property. They, just mm-hmm. took him they didn't fire him, but it has moved him to a different property. You know, and I was like, okay, that this is what they're telling me. I said, well, let me go find out. They moved. So I went to the other property to see if he was there. Yeah. And he was there. So they did move him. Uh, you know, so I can't say I'm totally satisfied, but I have to live with that. You know, because it wasn't. But I think you gained property. your power back, though. I just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, sometimes it's not even about like, the um the words because of course you know what i would have said i would have said your mama because <laughs> pretty sure your mama got some black in you anyway so you know i would have said your mama um but i love the fact that you blasted them on social media and you made them like you forced them to recognize that this is something that we would not tolerate and i think that's what keeps black people or minorities black and brown afloat yeah. is when we come together and we push back Exactly. So, gotta hold yeah. him accountable. Gotta hold him accountable. Gotta hold him accountable. So, let's move on to our one of our one of our last topics, Mr. Jerry Jones. Okay. Owner, I never heard of him either. He's the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, because I don't so, watch football, so that's probably why. Right, right, right. <laughs> he's the owner of Dallas Cowboys, and just give you a little bit of background on him. This is why this seems a little more important than not because he's one of the owners that spearheaded getting Colin Kaepernick kicked out of the NFL. Okay. You know, when Colin Kaepernick was doing a knee. Yeah, refused knee, if we're, uh, refused to kneel, yeah. Right. So he was one of the people who was kind of spearheading that effort to get him out of the league. Um, he has never hired or interviewed a minority coach, head coach for his um, team. Mm. Never had one, never interviewed one. Now, there's a rule. It's an unspoken rule, but there's a rule that they put into place about, I want to say, 12, 15 years ago. It's called the Rooney Rule. Mm-hmm. After the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, my team, <laughs> which he put into place a rule, he agreed with the NFL to say, hey, whenever there's an open position for a head coach of the NFL team, at least one minority should be interviewed. Whether they get it or not is irrelevant, but they want to at least open the interview process up and have at least one minority to interview for the the job. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not something that somebody can get punished for if they don't stick to that rule or nothing, because it's not like it's a a bylaw or something. Mm -hmm. But it was a kind of a, a gentleman's agreement between all the owners, yeah, we'll do that. He's one of the ones that never did that. Wow. And he's had several opportunities mm-hmm. because there's been several coaches since this rule has came into play. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons why this kind of came up. 
So here recently, someone from, I want to say it was ABC News. I wish I knew who, but I really didn't find out who actually had the photo, who mm-hmm. kept the photo, but they did show the photo. So this photo comes from mm-hmm. his high school back in, well, 65 years ago, I believe. So 1957 or something like that. And that circle right there is, is him. He is supposedly, depending on which report you read, he's either 14 or 15 years old at that time. Okay. And what's going on in this video, in his own picture here is, those guys that are standing right there in the middle with a striped shirt on, cigarette in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Those, those students right there in that immediate area, those white kids are trying to keep those black kids from coming to their school and integrating. That was their goal. But don't they look like it though? Look at the one that's um that's have his mouth open. You can tell he taunting him. Oh, he's giddy. Yeah. He's very yeah. giddy. Yeah, so he's loving it. So what ended up happening on this particular day, the black kids ended up turning around and going back home and never coming back to the school. That saddens me a lot. Yeah. Um, but I have to understand what was going on during this time and in, in mm-hmm. age. You know, you never know what's going to happen. So the fact that Jerry Jones is in this photo and he's at the back side of it, what he was saying was he was just in this picture or in this area because he was just a curious kid, like a lot of other kids who was in this area. He said he's not a racist. He wasn't trying to keep the black students from coming to the school. He was just there because there's a lot of commotion going on and he wanted to see what was going on. Well, you need to carry your ass then and go to school <laughs> instead of being nosy. So <laughs> because this happened 65 years ago mm-hmm. and because now you, I gave you a little bit of history of Jerry Jones himself and his, you know, his hiring practices, do you or do you not believe that he was there just to see what was going on or do you believe he's um, pretty much a participant and keeping those students from coming into the school? Um, I think, I mean, in this picture, I, I I don't think that he's a participant. I think that he really is one of those um, bystanders. If you look at the guy right here with the glasses on, yeah. he look like he gonna walk through and walk back out because he's he like, okay, this is none of my business. I'm gonna go ahead and walk. It's almost like he has to pass. I think I think he kind of does look like, hey, what's going on over there type thing. Mm-hmm. Now, if he was behind the guy in the striped shirt, and I'd be like, yes, hell yeah, he is a participant. But um, <laughs> I think that he is kind of like, kind of like looking and a little bit more curious just based off of the picture itself. Yeah. Um, but my thing is, is that he's not trying to stop it either. Right. So... You know, he's not, you know, and not saying he he has to, but how many of those boys are really preventing him from going, preventing them from going into the building? Is it everybody in the back or is it like these like four that's right there in the front? Right, right. So, um, you know, it could go either way. And I, I've never lived in these times of you know obviously so i couldn't imagine um what it would be like to stick up for black people so yeah yeah he, he get a pass he get a pass but he don't get a pass on not interviewing black people at least one yes, exactly he don't get exactly. that pass exactly 
So um, to to close this up today, and I know uh, for, for those who are listening and that will be listening, um, I know we're touching on a lot of topics here, but they're all the same. They all are okay. the same topic. Um, and they all happened recently. And I think they're all very important things that we need to bring to everyone's attention. Definitely, definitely worthy um, to talk about. So the last item I want to bring up, um, this is one I, I just found out actually today. And I didn't have time to put it on my list, so well, forgive me for that. But um, I came across this clip from 60 Minutes. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it's a business in Clearwater, Florida. And I'm not sure you ever heard of this. I have. You heard of this one? I, oh, I heard of Clearwater. I ain't here. <laughs> oh, the story. Yeah, the story. Yeah, the story. <laughs> so there's this company, or this business in Clearwater, Florida, that has built this big corporation and their parking lot and everything is all built on top of this black cemetery. And what happened is the land was purchased years ago from this uh, black church. This church actually owned the land. Okay. Uh, at this particular time, this is back in early 1900s when the church owned this land. So back in 1982, I believe, uh, a school bought the land. Okay. Uh, from the church, basically. The church needed money to rebuild their church mm-hmm. to keep it moving, to keep it, you know, um, presentable, to keep it habitable for them to have, have their church services and so forth. So they wanted to sell the land to this particular school. But they want to know, hey, what are you going to do with this school? I mean, with the land. There's a mm-hmm. cemetery there. Well, they're going to respect that and they're gonna do everything they can to preserve that and they're gonna build around it and so forth, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But that didn't happen. Of course not. So the school was eventually built on top of that land. Mm. And then later on, after the school closed, they tore the school down. This company built their uh, company on top of it. So now you had two businesses, a school and a business that mm-hmm. were built on top of this land at one time. What ended up happening was there's they found I think 328 um graves. Oh wow. That were under the school. They believe it's as many as 500. So mm-hmm. they did that sonar thing where they push this little thing across the ground, they can read whatever is in the ground. Yeah. And they found 328 graves. That was wow. So um the company is there now. They didn't know about this at the time. They didn't know. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to figure out a way. How can they uh, honor these people without having to tear down the business and oh rip up the parking lot and do all this kind of stuff? So they're trying to figure out how can they do that? So the one thing that got me was one gentleman said he saw them when they was building the, the, the building. Mm-hmm. After they cut the school out and tore the school down, they started building the new building. He said he saw them digging a trench to put in some piping. And when they was digging the trench, he saw them dig the trench and actually go through a casket. Wow. And they didn't even acknowledge that they went through the casket. 
And so, oh my told, gosh. It's horrible. He told the city that this happened and the city did nothing about it. He's one person against the yeah. conglomerate of, this, of a city. Yeah. He, he don't have a lot to do about that. But the weird thing about it is right down the road, there was a graveyard with a Confederate uh, person, a Confederate soldier mm-hmm. in this um, particular graveyard. And this all, it was an all-white graveyard. Small, really look, looks a little like maybe a half a dozen people, maybe a dozen people. Mm-hmm. But I got a little small video. I'm going to show you what they, the difference between what they did with the black graveyard and what they did with this white graveyard with okay. the Confederate soldier. We noticed dignity was treated gently in the white cemeteries of Clearwater. In this one, we found a monument to a Confederate soldier, his grave decorated today with a fresh banner of racism. But when this Confederate sacred ground found itself blocking the road to progress, the small cemetery under those trees in the middle was granted a reverent circular Detour. Wow. So you was going around it? So let me just go around it. We're not going to build on top of it like we did the black. Mm. We're going to go around it, circle around it. Now, if you watch that entire um, clip that's on 60 Minutes, I think it's about 13, 14 minutes, something like that, mm-hmm. it will bring you to tears. Wow. You know, because it is just so disgusting how people were being treated mm-hmm. in their death, you know, and they're just bringing this all to a head now, Yeah, you know, but it's just disgusting that we still live like this today where we just have to continuously fight to just be human. Just to be human. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. It is crazy. So. Mm. Mm. But if you get a chance to check that out, go on YouTube and check that, that 60 Minutes clip out. It will What was it again? What was the, um, what's the title of it? It's, matter of fact, I think, uh, it's called Florida City of City Reckoning. Okay. Yep. Florida City Reckoning. It's crazy. It's crazy. Woo! Yeah. Teach, yeah. teach kids, y'all. Teach kids. Oh, teach my goodness. Kids. Teach kids. kids. Mm. So Hell, teach like, me because I don't be knowing something. Listen, I need all. <laughs> Listen, the more information that I learn, the better. I don't I care. I know. I know. Uh, the more you can get. Yeah. So, But as usual, everybody, we want to go ahead and cut it off here and end it right here. We went a little bit long today, but. Yeah, great, great, great topic. I think it was some good information for you guys. So yes. I hope you guys enjoyed it and can be able to use this for something. Maybe you can teach someone else or maybe you can direct them to listen to this as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as usual, please check out our website. Uh, I actually go to our website so you can see the live or the visual version of this podcast. And of course, you can go on Spotify and see that as well there. Um, but of course, if you get an opportunity to leave us a comment, um, good, bad, or indifferent, let us know what you think. Um, yeah, of course, yeah. we, will be, we will have another juicy topic for you in the future, of course. Mm-hmm. So, we ask you to continue to check us out and stay abreast of what's going on with us. Yep. Anything else you got for us there, Miss Pooch? 
that is it other than you know the ending um let's close this out closes out closes out as always you only have one life living unapologetically without the opinions of others and with that y'all we see y'all in a couple of weeks maybe yeah maybe sooner yeah. <laughs> peace Absolutely.